It's the Kentucky Coffee House. Derek Isaacs, how you been? I'm doing good. Good. Ready for the snow apocalypse number three? Absolutely not. That's going to be um, uh, it's going to be an interesting time. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, my work car, uh, the Tesla that I drive. Does I think about the Tesla? I've seen I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a um, that car dude is not good on snow. That one is not. It's the uh, that one's the rear wheel drive, and there's and, no engine in it. So it's yeah. I mean, there's it. it <laughs> now they have the. Um, we have two other ones that are the all wheel drive, mm-hmm. and those are you know much better in snow. But that one there is just not. It is not good. The truck that they came out with. Looks yeah, awesome. that now. Rumor is it. Rumor has it that we have one of those trucks ordered. Really. You had, and I, I think it was like you had to pay, I don't know, hundred bucks to be able to preserve it or something other. Yeah. But we have, we have one of those trucks, which it'll be interesting to see, um, to see when we get it. I know that it probably won't be one of us driving it, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be, um, it'll be be somebody else driving it. They look cool. That car man drives. I mean, it drives really well on, um, you know, dry roads. They're pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Did they do any? Did with it being a for what it's for is there any kind of souped up more power to it or no it's a um it's just a um stock car <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just stock it's just those um that's what they come um that's just, that's just how they come gotcha it's pretty cool. it, it's pretty quick it's pretty quick though um so what's your how you been doing the music stuff man i know it's what you do full time i've been staying busy thank god um got some steady you know every week gigs i do and then weekend stuff it's been coming along good it was the covid i remember back last year and the covid stuff hit was it last year you're before like last year two wasn't years it? ago two guys have been to, why am i still thinking it's last year because it <laughs> time has stopped moving Gosh, correctly. Man. um yeah it was uh, a couple years ago that like covid stuff hit it was um it hurt the music industry especially very, for you guys that play full-time it got very interesting really had to kind of uh Think outside the box. And yeah. Me and my wife started doing, we called it the she shed out in our garage. <laughs> and I would set up my phone just like that. And yeah. It was pretty weird. And I'm glad she was willing to come out there and help me because, I mean, it. me sitting out there by myself singing to a cell phone yeah. is pretty weird. I can imagine just sitting there. And-, and she would keep up with it on her laptop. And so she could read when somebody would comment, hey, so-and-so right. from St. Louis wants to hear oh that's cool yeah. so you had, so you had that, that, big, that big of a range oh, yeah. of people listening that's I mean, awesome had, I've met people all over the country just from all from touring yeah. Yeah. so you know I might have 10 or 20 people watching but they might have been in Seattle or you know I mean they were everywhere so that's really cool pretty neat yeah that, I keep forgetting about you know the, the touring stuff I've just I mean I've always known you from here and, yeah but you had your time with um, when you were with Tantra, right? Mm-hmm. I remember listening, man. When I was in high school, about they had like two songs I really liked, mm-hmm. "The Breakdown," which I mean, I guess it was everybody's that favorite. Was a big so. hit, yeah. yeah. What was um? 
What was your time walking on the road with them? It was fun. It was a, it was a fun experience. It, like anything that you, uh, you dream about doing, sometimes it's not always what, what it's cracked up to be. Right. You know, there's stuff about being on the road that gets old, just like a job. Right. Sleeping on a bus, smelling feet, and be old. <laughs> I said that would get old after a while. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it's uh, if I could go back and and uh, in time, well, I wouldn't change anything about my life now. But yeah, same here. You know, um, that I had when I was early in my career of, of music. I had a my uncle had always told me, you know, don't depend on music to pay the bills. And um, you know, I understand what he was saying, uh, but I wish that I would have taken some chances and and done what I. You know what I wanted to do with with that part of it, and yeah. just and just jumped and just see see where it would went. But when you do it to pay your bills, which is what I've done pretty much my entire adult life, it can get interesting. I mean, you you can. <laughs> I mean, I don't know very many people man around here that's done what you did with the music stuff, you know, and playing, um, <laughs> paying their bills. Like like I mean, yeah. I think you even said that you had a did you LLC yourself or something like that? Or? Not yet. My accountants told me that I'm kind of almost getting that to the point where I might want to think about doing that. But. That would be, I mean, but that's, if you're making that, that's good. I mean, making that kind of money, you're paying, you're paying your taxes on your, yeah, on they, your they, music they get income. You. Oh yeah. That's when you have to start getting creative with, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you write off, you know, your clothes and your equipment. Yeah. And that gives me an excuse to buy more equipment. <laughs> yeah. That was my excuse for a long time. Yep. And then, uh, I had to make a promise that I wouldn't buy anything. My wife made uh, her and my dad when we moved into the house we're in now. They built this big uh, two, two or three tier like shelf that takes up half of one wall of her garage for me to put all my stuff in. And whenever they got it done, <laughs> she kind of whispered. She goes, "I counted how many guitars you have." <laughs> <laughs> That that was always the uh, that was always the excuse, you know. Was um, you know, something would come in, or I tell you what, I tell you, for a long time, I would have stuff shipped to the police department. <laughs> that's thinking outside the box. Yeah, and then and my, the people at the police department were uh, they started laughing about it, and they're like they started threatening to call. You know, they said Chris, you're cheating on your wife with uh, ordering gear, <laughs> and ordering equipment. I mean, dude, one time I had like an entire PA system that was delivered to the police department. That's that's something not easy to hide. Uh, it was two EV speakers, like powered speakers, and I had like a little iPad mixer, and um, it was just like a little something, you know, to, to just to, you know taking those little small these little small bars and stuff, and uh, and then the um, uh, you know that stuff come in, and uh, you know I had to find some place to to keep it. How did that work out? Well, uh, I think I ended up selling it, but she never oh. knew that. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually sold it to Don. Don Parker has it now. I bet I ended up with one of those speakers. Is it? It's a powered EV. I think I did. Yeah, yep. those were nice speakers, man. I, I use them just about every day. Yeah, I think uh, I think I had the idea. You gave me the idea. We started using that Bose system, mm -hmm. and uh, which that was pretty clever too. I've got. I sold the tower that I had. And I've got two of those little S1s. Okay. Have you seen those? Uh-uh. Pretty cool. Man, I've, I've been out of the music game for probably five years now, six years. They're, uh, I can't remember how many you want. I mean, they're not super powerful, but Bose, you know how that stuff is. It's, mm -hmm. But it's got like a, maybe an eight-inch woofer or maybe a six-and-a-half-inch woofer. And then it's got 
kind of how the tower had that line array of little speakers. It's oh, got yeah. that going in front of it. So it's 180 degrees of sound coverage, and they'll run on a battery for eight hours. Really? That's pretty, that's crazy, man. Like, I remember, you know, starting out uh, in music with my uncle, and we, there was a place that was in West Virginia called the Pied Piper, and we went and bought, you know, PA equipment to start this band off, and it was just whatever we wanted to get. There was really no, there was no limit, no budget. We could just get whatever we wanted to get. And we had these these EV speakers. We had all EV system. And his EV speakers and this board, it was, you know, like, I don't know, 22 channels. It was like this big. And then you had all these powered monitors. You had these, you know, CSA-100s. Do you remember those CSA-100s? Mm-hmm. There's a power amp. So what you had, and I remember having these power amps. We had probably four or five of those things. And those things were like a 1000 bucks a piece at that time. Jeez. And um, they were, um, and now you think about, you know, the technology and everything is put into such small little things now. Mm-hmm. Same amount of power, less yeah. room, and it's more efficient. I feel bad. I, of course, I've, I'm sure you do too. I troll on the market, Facebook Marketplace and oh, the yeah. Music Gear Trader. And I feel so bad. I'll see this person pop up, you know, this very, very nice but old system yeah. that you would need a van to, <laughs> or a, tra- you know, a trailer or a, a, yeah. a, what do you call it? One of those vans that don't have any seats in them. A to, cargo van. Yeah, to haul around. And, and, and they're wanting $2,500 for it. And I'm like, man, you're, you're just, it's not ever going to sell. And that's, and that's one thing that we had when you talk about the cargo van was we, we had a, um, a big van, a big black van that we could put, you know, take the seats in, take the seats out. And on the side of the van, the name of the band that we had was the first band I was ever in was called Mistaken Identity. I was playing, I was in eighth grade playing in bars. You know, mm-hmm. my uncle uh, bought, a, bought a bar called the um, the Green Door Restaurant and Lounge. But I was playing at proms and ambets clubs when I was eighth grade. But anyway, I had this big old band, big black band. I had the Mistaken Identity Band on the side of the on the side of the van. But what's what we hauled all that crap in it was a big ass mm-hmm. band. And um, so yeah, the days of the the big cargo van. And now you could probably take one of those little Bose system. We'll probably outperform, do that, yeah. yeah, outperform one of the uh, one of those gigantic EV speakers that they had yeah. back then. It's pretty low. Yeah, this is this the technology stuff, man. It's just it's ridiculous. And um, but we were, uh, um, I was talking to uh, Rob yesterday. I was telling him we were going to be talking with you today, and we were talking about music time. And uh, man, I haven't even, I haven't. I don't even own a drum set anymore. Really? I sold everything I had. Just got so tired of it, man. Mm-hmm. Just got tired of all the, you know, like I just, you know, all the crap and bar, having to deal with the bars and, you know, plus yeah. the kids and. The kids change everything. Yeah. And, you know, it was just for me, it was, just, it was a, it was a total job for me, you know, cause I had to pack all the drums in, pack all the drums out. And I somehow always end up being the person that booked all the gigs and, you know, and I'm a little, when it comes to that kind of thing, I'm a, I'm kind of a little bit of a control freak with, you know, how you should look on stage and all this other stuff. And me and, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Lamb had a few arguments over, <laughs> over that stuff before. Uh, you know, Mike and I are friends, but he can tell you how many times we argued over that kind of stuff. But, but I do, I do miss playing, man. Like I miss, um, I've always, I'd like to get back into playing, but I just don't want to do the bar scene. If I could go up, man, and, you know, play for two hours, go home, play some original stuff, that'd be, that'd be what I want to do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's not changed really any since you were in it, but yeah. I mean, I've tried to, 
like these days I try and play a lot more restaurant type venues and uh, yeah. stuff where I get done at nine o'clock and I'm home. Uh, and that's easier. For, you know, you, it's easier, man, for like you know guitarists and people like that. You guys, yeah, yeah, you got it's hard yeah, to do a I solo. Was, I was a one trick pony. Yeah. You know, I, I never had the patience to sit down and learn a guitar. I tried to play guitar, but I could never get my fingers to to do that stuff. I was better with playing with the bass, but I was never good with the guitar part of it. Mm. I couldn't get my fingers to, to do that stuff. And I couldn't get my feet and hands <laughs> to coordinate. So. How did you get into playing? Uh, I mean, that's something that always was around. My dad, um, he sang in a gospel quartet when I was a kid and he was, you know, he would be like the guy that would lead the music on Sunday night at yeah. church. And so I was always around that and, uh, my uncle Mason plays guitar and banjo and mandolin and you know any bluegrass instrument, and so he always had one around, and I always was kind of intrigued by that. And then uh, I saw Back to the Future oh, yeah. and that scene where Marty McFly plays Johnny Be Good at yeah. the prom, and yeah. I was the rest sold. Of history. I was sold after that. <laughs> well, listen, man. Now that now they do have real life hoverboards, so you could actually. I've seen that. Yeah. I've, I wasn't so much intrigued. I, the flying car intrigued me, but the hoverboard. I mean. We're pretty close, you know. You think? We, well, we had the Tesla. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's who who would ever thought that we'd had a car off all electric? Yeah. That could perform like one of those cars could. Yeah, perform. I remember seeing. I don't know where I read it. I remember reading somewhere that somebody had came up with a solar car like in the fifties. Oh, I think I, that, I think I'm I'm just talking about. And that GM bought the patent for it and just sat on it. Because they they thought it would put them out of business. Yeah, I think I I, I think I do remember seeing something about that, um, or seeing like a documentary or something. Don't about quote that. me. That's that's that won't get you pulled for a yeah, conspiracy I need, theory. I need to I need to find I need to have somebody over to like to look. I need my researcher. <laughs> you know, maybe once uh, once the boys get older, be like, hey, can you look this up for me? Yeah. But anyway, so I got a guitar for Christmas after that, and uh, you know, Dad knew. G, C, and D, just enough to get me started. And then I started taking lessons from a guy in town and, you know, learned all I could from him. And uh, by the time I got in middle school, I started taking lessons from a guy who was a, a guitar performance major at Eastern. His name was uh, Todd Tipton. And he taught me a bunch of, and at the time I didn't really, wasn't interested in it at all. He taught me a lot of music theory stuff and numbers and, Stuff that at the time I didn't, I just want to learn how to play Crazy Train and, you know, I, I didn't <laughs> care. I didn't care about all that stuff. But looking back, like when I got to college, you know, my first two semesters of music theory, I've already knew everything because he had taught yeah. me when I was like 12 or 13. So, but I don't know, I'm, I'm one of the people that I feel like, uh, you know, there's a big master plan. God's got a plan. Right. And that, all that stuff just kind of led up to right. To now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, I think that, you know, like I always say that when I, I wanted to be a professional musician, when I, you know, that was, I wanted to be a music teacher when I got out of high school. I wanted to pursue a career in music. I wanted to move to Nashville. I wanted to make it big. I wanted to, you know, I wanted all this mm. stuff. I really, I mean, I, you know, music, man, was pretty much the only thing I really had in East Kentucky. You know, it um, kept me out of trouble. My aunts and my uncles, um, you know, we're in my band with me, so every time we go play, I was always with them. So I was always in music, you know, so that's, I, I, I contribute to a lot of my upbringing and staying out of trouble because yeah. I was always with them. But, um, 
But, you know, um, I feel like that this is where that was supposed to be and where I am right now. This is mm-hmm. kind of the way that, you know, the way the the way that it went, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that there's no way I could have forced it to be another way. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for, you know, even though I never was never anything really big or anything, I never went on tour with any kind of major bands or anything like that. Um, you know, but I was glad to meet a lot of people that I did. Uh, made a lot of good friends. Well, I mean, we've been friends for a long mm-hmm. time, and even though we don't really get to hang out and talk all anymore, it's just because of our schedules and stuff, you know, and kids and. I mean, how life. It is, life, you know, marriages and kids and jobs and everything else. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that this is, you know, this is where we were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that I don't I don't think it could be any different. And every time I've, I've tried to get out of it, I always get sucked back in. Like yeah. I, there was a time when me and uh, my wife first started dating. We might have been together a year or two. And, uh, you know, I decided I'm going to cut back and not play out as much. I'm going to get a job. So I put online at Guitar Center and put in, got an interview, and I went out to get my truck. My truck wouldn't start. Mm. There's a sign. I mean, and I was like, uh, okay. And I finally ended up going up there and did the interview, and they didn't hire me. Mm. So back to playing music. Back to playing music. And then I was, you know, spinning wheels and playing in a couple different cover bands and just getting really, really burned out with everything. And uh, my buddy Scott was like, hey, uh, Tantric needs a sub for a week. You think you could come out? And then the ball got rolling on that. So. Oh, the, yeah, Scott Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't I haven't seen or talked to Scott in probably a long, long time. I saw him last year. Yeah. He came out. He, his parents live out in uh, uh, Boone's Trace and I was playing a gig out there at the clubhouse and he was I think he was in for Thanksgiving or for Christmas oh this year yeah, oh yeah last year oh last year yeah I haven't I haven't talked to Scott man since he since he moved um, he was there was a band that he and I were in one time uh, it was the um, Mandy Rocker band Mandy, Mandy Ray was it what was it I can never spell her last name was Star yeah, R. She, Mandy Ray now is what she goes by she got married again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she did. Um, but yeah, we started playing. Uh, we did like a um, what do you call it? A um, like a like a band credential kind of. Or was it RPK or what are they call like a oh, press uh, kit online? Pre- oh yeah, online press kit. Yeah, we did a we did a press kit and um, we filmed a video. I wish I could find that video, but we filmed a video. Um, at the old horseshoes mm-hmm. um in lexington it's still there and um we we did we did the video there and um i wish i could find that video I, I i don't remember where it was at but it was pretty it was pretty interesting it was a uh, um you know it was i think that was my first that was my first kind of getting back into playing i took a when i went to the military and got out i took a big long break and i dabbled in here and there but um, I, I still miss it though. Like I wish, like I, said, I wish I could get back into doing some recording and stuff, but I don't own yeah. a drum kit at all. Like I've pretty much invested all in this, and so this is my my creativeness now. Oh, it's a good outlet. It is, and it's a uh, you know I think everybody needs some kind of creative outlet yeah. to help with you know things and that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a. Um, I, everybody asked me like how did I always do photography, and I remember like as a kid. 
dabbling, you know, taking pictures of just using like one of these little 110 cameras, you know. Mm-hmm. I think rock stars is kind of what I remember seeing like Neil Parrott and his big ass drum kit, you know, mm-hmm. on stage and, uh, you know, some other John Bonham and, the, and I just remember seeing these rock stars on stage and I remember going, gosh, man, I really like those pictures. Yeah. And then somehow like I got into doing this and, um, you know, this kind of, um, kind of fed my creativeness. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun, though, man. It is like I, I still, I can, I'm still able to stay to stay in the music world with people because, yeah. you know, this is, yeah. you know, kind of part of it. And, um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely different, but it's a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. My wife did photography, photography for a little while. I remember that. She even took a class or two when she lived in uh, Maryland. But, but she, she's an artist too, so she, yeah, we, we kind of relate. If we go a while and not create something. I feel, like I'm, get a little I feel like I'm going to lose my mind, dude. It's, it's like, you know, like even like with music stuff, uh, I'm still always listening to music. I mean, I think I sent you like a link to a, mm-hmm. did you listen to that? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, what? Rip, rip and post. Yeah. 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 I, 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 was, I, don't, I just had it on like a playlist and it come up and I was like, God, here we go. Here's another version of this song. Mm-hmm. How many versions, how many different versions you can hear? I'll play. I'll, I'll I'll play. But it's good. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Is yeah. it still rocking or is it? Yeah, different? dude. Yeah. That's they're they're killing it, man. I mean it, that I don't the the Steel Wolves or Steel Woods. I think so. Steel was. Woods. Yeah. I I've heard a couple songs by them. Uh, more or less, it's kind of on the you know kind of a you know laid back laid yeah. back, and then that popped up, and I was and I was thinking, okay, it's, it's going to kind of follow their their regular you know template of how they do stuff and i remember that kicked in i was like holy crap huh. like it was really, it was well, really I'll, good. I'll, I'll see if i can play i don't i don't think they'll jerk it they might not i mean if I, they don't, do. I don't know what there is over there um yeah i don't either who knows but I, I know this plays on spotify so i mean who knows i yeah. mean we've mentioned covid already so they might jerk me because no. i don't know um but uh we were talking about that song I played the first part of the one that you played on it was really it was funny you were like did I play on that song yeah <laughs> that's happened a few times I'll uh you said you want to hear this it. it's been a while let me pull it up see if I can't so I can't play it see if it'll work I might have to turn it back off of airplane mode I bet I'll do hopefully it calls you I don't know either let's see watch the phone start ringing so if it starts ringing and going much crazy Let's see. Told you. Here we go. That's what gave it away. Yeah. I've been hanging out with James Powell too much. That- <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I'll remind you something here in a minute. Kentucky Mountains. it on me. You were there? Yeah. Ian played on this as well. Ian? Yeah. The two, uh, Cecil and Ian, I think his name was Ian. I don't know. If, I don't remember. I remember it was an idea that uh, that I had about just growing up in East yeah. Kentucky. And so it was about music stuff and then my grandfather. and So I took it to Rob and Rob kind of put yeah. his own stuff yeah. into it. Gotta make a brand new start. You gotta take the hand like this. You can't fold and take new cards. My daddy did the best he could to raise me on his own. But my granddad was my hero. 
greatest man I've ever known. This is good. This is all right. Yeah. What was the name of that band? Wildcard? Wildcard. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, this right here was just Rob and I. Just Rob. Yeah. And we just brought some people in to. I remember I was trying to come up with a drum line. I think this is like a rough mix. It's not the final final cut. But I remember trying to come up with a drum line. My father Jack and Diane. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that was like a rough mix of it. That's cool. But we actually put the full mix was on Spotify, I think. Um, let me play you that that one song because I want to see like what you'll think about this like just try to keep from try to keep from like pooping your pants or something like <laughs> the whipping post this is the steel woods singer man is what gets me with it I mean like he's a heck of a singer Led Zeppelin. Yeah, so at the end of this, end of the song, tell me what song you think it should. I thought it was going to do like a medley. Yeah. So. This is funky, man. That's cool. Makes you want to play music, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. God's killer, dude. I like it. I mean, it's a. Uh, this is funky, man. I like how they play with the timing of too. Yeah. They do like a really cool. Um, they do a cut time in a minute. It's really, really cool. Where are these guys from? I don't know, dude. The name of the album's called The Old Moves. They're local. They're from Nashville. Oh, Oh, so this was the band that Rowdy was in. Who? Uh, he passed away. He, he was Jamie Johnson's guitar player. Really? That's... Is that him playing? I don't know if he's on this or not. I know the guitar player now. 
Who is it? Tyler Powers. How do I know that name? He, he's a guy I knew in Nashville. He's one of the first people I met in Nashville. No kidding. Yep. He's a hell of a guitar player. I don't know if this is him or not, but he was a monster player. I mean... They jam out here in the second, dude. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's crazy that you didn't hear that. Yeah. That's crazy. I think I was half asleep when the song came on. I bet you woke up pretty like, quick. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, this is killer. Oh, yeah. I think he's going through it. There's like a little break or something here. Okay. I love stuff like this here. This reminds me of like God's my right here. Hmm. I don't know why. I love that little cut time it does. And the heat says. Sometimes I feel pretty cool. At the end of this song, tell me what song you think that what I thought they were going to go into. Oh, that could be any. Like right, here, like right here, I think they do the. Moby Dick. I thought the same thing. I was like, they're going to go on Moby Dick, yeah. man. I thought the same thing. I, I was waiting for it. I was, like, I was about to jump out. I was like, oh, yes, here we That's go. That's funny. But, so, Tyler, I like to text him. It's. Small world. Tyler played guitar for this guy named Josh Thompson when I lived in Nashville. And Josh uh, was a songwriter that was making a career. And he had he had some hits. He had a song called Way Out Here, Blame It on Waylon. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. That was a popular song. Yeah, he, he had a good run there for me. And he's still out doing stuff, I think. But I think he's more in the songwriting <laughs> world. But So he, uh, he got a cut. Uh, Jason Michael Carroll cut a song that he wrote that was like his big song that he did with his band but yeah. we were all in the same circuit I was playing for Craig Wayne Boyd oh, I mean, and we would all we were all playing the the southeast Alabama North Carolina South Carolina Florida and just doing the Georgia and doing this circuit and you know we'd go out for four six weeks at a time we'd all come back about the same time we'd all go to the blue bar because Craig's girlfriend at the time worked there and the girl I dated at the time worked there so we'd all hang out at the blue bar and swap road stories for the you know the couple of weeks we were out. That's, Those guys were cool. That's crazy, man. Like it's a I, like I said, I've, I've probably listened to a couple of their songs, and I, I just when that song popped up, I just never expected that to come from that band. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's probably one of my actually I've added to my playlist. I can't yeah, add to playlist. Yeah, that's cool. But that's um, I love stuff like that, man. It's um, you know. 
it's a it's just I don't know like I just hear it and I just automatically start thinking you know like in my brain like I'm thinking okay I can play this song I can do this it's just part of the music stuff you know just mm-hmm. the creative artistry kind of thing it's really like I never really thought of when I played music um, like I, I don't I don't think I quit I'm just on like a really long retirement right now yeah. from, from playing but hiatus. I'm, a hi, I'm a hiatus right now but like I guess I never really thought of myself being an artist I guess I was just a musician but I guess music you're, you're a musician you're an artist too I mean oh, yeah, you're creating yeah and I think that's a lot of that stuff came from with my photography stuff I, I think there's a lot of that that transferred to the photography part of it yeah. um, just the way that I see things and the way that I um, you know I, I guess the way I work through like just anything when you're playing music you, you're working through problems you know you're trying to problem solve how to find that note or how to get into something mm-hmm. else you know and I think it was one of my that's one of the things I liked about creating music just doing your own stuff was you know figuring how to yeah. put stuff together my favorite Jerry Reed quote is be a guitar thinker not a guitar player <laughs> yeah. and and that's a um, there's a there's a friend of mine he's a photographer at Louisville and uh, he's a really when you know this age and era that we're in we, we talk about uh, you know photographers you know there's photographers that are into like the the they're they're creative and they like the lighting and they like doing you know the the themes and stuff like that. And then you have people that are, are artists and their artistry comes before the photography part of it. So um, Colin, who's in Louisville, actually I interviewed him on here. He's probably my second one, but he's a true artist. I mean that's just what the way he sees the world, the way he sees it. He's just an artist about it. And you can tell it when you look at his pictures how. The difference in between mm-hmm. his stuff and the way he does his he's really retro kind of 70s um you know kind of get that vibe from him you know it's just really this it's really cool how he does this stuff but you know when i got back into doing photography i didn't um for me it was problem solving at first you know i, I liked I liked all the things you had to figure out to create and that you had the outcome, what you would, that, you know, you had your camera stuff and you had lighting and you had this and then you had all this stuff and what you end up, it was the mm-hmm. final image, you know, in the last few years, I've kind of came back to now I'm, I'm more or less on the, I guess the, the artistry part of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's not anymore. It's not so technical for me. It's more or less, I, I enjoy the, you know the i guess the human part of photography right uh, which you know same thing with music i mean you 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 want when you play something you want to draw you know emotions and musical draw emotions on anybody um i got into you listening to rap or anything absolutely nf or nf no so, if it's like pre 2004 <laughs> i don't know what it is uh, nf is a um he's a christian rapper but he well, he doesn't cuss any of his stuff. Right. But you would never know. He he would kind of reminds you, even though he's really nothing like. Like I really like Eminem, but Eminem is you know um, like sometimes I feel like he rambles about stuff. Even like I can never do. But you know, but uh, NF is really really deep in how he does his does his music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I got really heavy into. I have to look that up. I'm a big fan of. Um, like you when when artists use live instruments with hip-hop. oh yeah um i remember there was a talk about getting way out there but i remember when i was probably 10 12 or whatever 
Saturday Night Live reruns would play on Comedy Central for like six hour blocks. Yeah. And I remember staying at my grandparents' house like in the summertime and I would just watch Saturday Night Live over and over and Snoop Dogg was on there. Oh, yeah. But he had a live band. He had two guitar players, a keyboard player, bass player, and a really? drummer. No DJ, no turntables. Really? And, it, and he did, and that was like when Gin and Juice was on the radio. Oh, he did like the live version? Like They did their own. It was no like kidding. it was like Parliament Funkadelic. I'll have to check that out. You can't find I've never really? found it on YouTube. Gosh, you'd think it'd be on there somewhere. It's Some of those Saturday Night Live performances, are, I don't know what the deal is, but I don't know why you can't find them. That's crazy. You would think you'd find that stuff on them pretty easy. Because there was a there was a bunch of uh, of performances on there that blew my mind that I've looked for, and I don't know if it's like the Mandela effect where you remember something and it's not really what you remembered it. Maybe I've just <laughs> dreamed that up or something. But but I remember the Snoop Dogg one was awesome. And speaking of, he's the halftime. Yeah, I saw that man. There's like there's um, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Dre, Dre Snoop, Ken, Eminem was on there. Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. Dude, what do you think that's going to be like? I'm I'm loving the the TikTok and the Instagram memes about it. Like all these kids getting ready to see who their parents really are at nap time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that on there. There was a man. It's like every. I mean, I listen to that stuff all the time. Yeah, it had this one. You know, like woman my age or maybe even a little bit older with like a bottle of gin and a blunt and the still DREs playing and she's <laughs> dancing around. It's hilarious. Do you ever watch any of those um, those roasts I have on Comedy Central? I haven't in a long time but I used so, to watch them a lot. There was um, I can't remember who the guy was that came up on there but I was I was watching those roasts of the day. Um, it might have been um, what is the cat's name that his dad had died in 9-11 he's a comedian. Uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. So they were, uh, Pete Davidson was up there. And I think that, um, uh, gosh, who was the, um, uh, Ludacris was one of the people in the, he mm -hmm. wasn't being roasted. He's, I guess, one of the roasters or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he was, uh, he was talking. He said, I want to make, make sure everybody understands that Ludacris in here. And he said, if I was my, you know, if I was a 35 year old, you're a four-year-old, uh, you know, middle-aged woman or something. He said, "I'd probably be pretty excited right now." <laughs> <laughs> so, but but it was uh, but it was pretty funny. I, I, my favorite one. Uh, who were they? I don't remember. It might have been Snoop Dogg, but it was him and Ice T was one of the roasters. And oh, Snoop Dogg's like, "Hey, Ice T, the original OG, whatever." He's like, "I was going to listen to some of your music, but my Escalade doesn't have a tape player." In it. <laughs> It's it's like I, I'm all the time, man, trying to find new stuff to listen to, new music, and you know I just don't. It's hard to get into stuff right now. There's just really nothing that even. And I think it's why I started going more towards you know rap music. I mean, I've really gotten into. Like I said the NF, and I've kind of gotten into uh, you know I, I was listening to Drake for a while, and, really? and my, I remember listening to Drake one time, and I rolled up, and my wife was like, "What are you listening to?" Yeah, I've I've went the polar opposite. I've I've really gotten into bluegrass and like jam grass See, over I, the last the two only, years the only bluegrass band that i ever really liked was like i called it bluesgrass was steel drivers yeah and this is because i just I, I get i don't know i just for me it wasn't I don't, is it the guitar part of that's really oh the, i mean it's i mean I've, i have a band that does a lot of that stuff um, is that the one at Dawn? It's you and Dawn and Pam Perry and Kurt Chapman. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. I remember seeing that, but I've never heard of um, guys. Yeah, we do. I mean, we do a lot of country and rock stuff, but it's with bluegrass instruments. Do so you, you both kinds of country and western? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but I've just enjoyed that, and I mean, flat picking is that's the hard, some of the hardest stuff I've ever tried to play. And uh, you know, Kurt and Pam are masters at 
at their instruments. So, I mean, it's... That's what Kelvin said. Kelvin said that was when he went to go play with the Stewardrivers and it was just an acoustic guitar. He said, once you strip away pedals and sustains and everything else, he said, when it's just you and an acoustic guitar, it's pretty tough. He said it was hard to get used to. Yeah. Which I cheat. I mean, I've, I've run through pedals. I've got a compressor okay. pedal and I've got some reverbs. I mean, I can right. still get away with. That's music, man. I mean, right. there's really no rules the same as you yeah, have to do. Yeah, but I mean, you know, a, a true. If you put me in a circle with no, you know, with a microphone, I would right. get eat alive all, all day. Right. You know, I don't know. You're you're pretty pretty handy with the mm. with the guitar. I don't know, but anyway, that's that's the direction I've went with kind of outside of the box music and just fresh something fresh to kind yeah. of get you thinking in a different way. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always liked country music, but I guess I was always more drawn to you know the stuff that was more, you know, I guess driven mm-hmm. you know or a little, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know man like I, I really like the big power chords and just you know boom, yeah. boom, makes me want to get up and like when you watch the um, you seen the movie Rockstar oh yeah you oh, know when um, when he's in that booth and he's singing and he's just hitting those really high notes I'm like Oh, get yeah. it, dude. You know, so it's yeah. I used to be all about that stuff, and then I realized that God made me a baritone. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sing it either. You know, I, yeah. I I couldn't sing. I couldn't. You know, I would sit in my room and I mean, just try and try to hit. You know, just see how much higher yeah. I get. And I just yeah. I, I you know, I in my younger days, uh, teenage years, when I you know, I was my falsetto was you know not the best, but it was fairly okay. Get by. Um, you know, in my baritone, I was it was more of my range you know mm-hmm. um but you know <laughs> i couldn't hit a falsetto right now if i have if, if somebody you know somebody kicked me in the ball mine's said, not <laughs> mine's not nearly what it used to be that's for sure oh it's um uh, I, I never you know i think that was i never did really enjoy singing that much it was i think i was kind of one of those ones i was forced into it because Hey, we need somebody else to sing. Yeah. You know, can you sing harmony? Can you do this? Or, hey, can you cover the song? And I just always like playing, man, because I just play and I would just get lost in what I was wanting to do. Yeah. I don't, being able to sing is always a plus. I mean, that's it is. Whenever I moved to Nashville, that was like every uh, job that came up. That was the second thing they asked was, you know, can you sing harmony or can you, you know, can you sing a song? You know, can you sing lead on a song to give me a break or whatever? That was always. Yeah. I was. I don't know. Like I, w- there was only certain harmony parts that, my, that I could hear. I don't. I don't. You know, and depending on who the person was singing with, you know, it was always, like for instance, you take Jason Aldean's voice. Mm-hmm. Like I could find a harmony part with Jason Aldean like that. I mean, it was quick. Uh, you know, Luke Bryan. I could find stuff with him. Uh, but you know, in that area, and there's other things. But I, I don't know why. Like I could, for some reason, I struggled finding other harmony parts. Hmm. With but but so I was never really uh, everything I, that I did by by singing that stuff. I did it by ear. Right. I had some music theory in, in high school when I was in college. I took you know a couple classes. But some of us. I mean, for me, hearing the the baritone harmony part is still tricky sometimes. So well, you you play an like a musical instrument like the the you hear the notes and you know what yeah, notes go where. To some, yeah, 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 you do. But I mean, for me, like hearing the tenor part is always what came natural because of Bon Jovi. Right. Because Richie Sambora's yeah. part was always right there <laughs> in the mix. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, that somebody asked me, how do I learn how to sing harmony? I'm like, well, buy a slippery one wet. Listen to it a couple times I and sw- you'll start hearing it. Yeah. I mean, like the, uh, what was the, um, was it laid, was it laid down a better roses? Was that on that? That was on, uh, 
two albums after that one. I don't remember what it was called. Keep the Faith, maybe. Yeah, I might know what it was. But the uh, but that was one like I, you could find, you know, lay me down. But I mean, he the way they had him mixed, though, I mean, yeah. it was very trauma. He was just as much a part of Bon Jovi whenever they booted him out of it. That kind uh, of, have you heard like, Bon Jovi sing recently? Yeah, he's not. Oh, got gosh, dude, it's terrible. Like, it's. He's still got a good voice. He's just had to. They tuned down. Yeah. And he's had to change a lot of the melodies. To, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, Daryl Hall and John Oates, you're listening to them. Mm-hmm. Did you ever listen to the Daryl's House? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, did you hear the version where, um, and you could tell that you know Daryl's range was not. So they had uh, CeeLo covering a song. I've seen that episode. Yeah, so you can hear like you know uh, Daryl Hall's going, oh, and he's trying to Back hit these. He's around, doing yeah. this, trying to trying to get away from the from the notes. But um, but I mean that's just age. Oh yeah, know, dude. It, now it there's happens. some people like David Coverdale. Dude, still hits it. Oh my gosh, man! He's, Paul Rogers has still got a lot. He still can hit those. It's just crazy, and I think a lot of this too is just maintenance and how they take it. It is, and, and, and I remember seeing an interview with Paul Rogers, and he said he learned pretty early on. You know, with uh, I'm drawing the blank. <laughs> Who was the guitar player in Free? Uh, Paul Kossoff. You know, he overdosed. Yeah, pretty young, and he's like, I learned pretty quick that. You can't party and have any longevity. So he, Paul Rogers, quit doing everything. I think that's how he's still. We were talking about that movie Rockstar, and I just mentioned, um, you know, how do you how do you keep your voice? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, hey, you know, hey, keep his voice, and that just hit me in my loads of it. Yeah, lo- loads, <laughs> loads of it. There's so many funny things in that movie. I got um, to meet. You know, that's loosely based on Tim Ripper Owens, right? Uh, some I think somebody recently told me that, and I actually thought the singer that was singing those parts was the guy from Steel Panther. He's from Steel Heart. Yeah, so see, I think that's where I was wrong. Yeah, but, so I can't remember what his name is, but that, you know, Miles Kennedy's in that movie too. Really? He's the whenever he's burned out and he's over being a rock star, and there's the kid that that was him years ago. Yeah, that's Miles oh, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. He gets him up and he takes over. The, yeah, I, I remember that now. Yeah, he's but yeah, a, so, so Tim Ripper Owens was in a Judas Priest cover band. And some, you know, they when Rob Halford quit, they uh, that was pre YouTube, so I don't know how they came across, but they came across a video of him. And I mean, that guy sounds just like Rob Halford. Man, he's a the guy's a hell of a singer. Yeah. I mean, I that was I mean, I think for a long time it was I've had it on a playlist uh, a long time. I mean, there's probably a few, two or three songs on that. Oh, the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I cannot remember what that guy's name was. But anyway, so Reaper's got a bar in uh, what, Dayton, Ohio, maybe somewhere up in Ohio called Ripper's Rock Lounge or something like. We played there one night. Yeah, and uh, me and the drummer at the time in Tantric, T.J. Taylor, he, we were both big Jewish priest fans, and we knew the story of him. And <laughs> so our bus was broke down as it was every other week. Something was wrong. So he actually came and picked us up in his suburban. And we hopped in the back, like in between his car seats for his kids and stuff. And, and you know, he was just a normal dude, just talking, shooting the breeze. And me and TJ were like, hey, Tim, we uh, we worked up living after midnight. Sound, <laughs> sound check. Do you think you'd get up and sing with us? Yeah, I could do that. And we were like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so he got up at the end of the night and sang living after midnight. Oh, that's it was, cool. It was, it's on video. It was pretty cool. I've always, I've always made the joke that if I could ever – Somehow, I always wanted to do like a um, Huey Lewis and the News cover band. <laughs> Why is that? Man, if you're listening to Huey Lewis and the News stuff, yeah, I'm, I mean, that was a 
I, dude, I just, I don't know. Like, I really, Huey Lewis, man, was probably one of my favorite singers growing up. I mean, yeah, he, could sing, he could sing the hell out of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, they had all the horns and, you know, I, I was always really into that kind of stuff, you know, growing up. It was you know my my uncles and he, my uncle grew up and he had a band in indiana called rusty nuts and the itty bitty band and uh <laughs> you know and that, and that when i first started playing music we just did like the old 50s stuff you know like lost in the 50s tonight and you know just old stuff you know mm. and then i kind of got into doing the um uh you know just uh, all the horns and you know um um not Miles Davis, doggone it. Um, who am I trying to think of? James Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, the James Brown band had the horns and, you know, kind of watch him dance and all this. I mean, I just really got into it. And Hugh Lewis, man, came about and I remember hearing uh, I Want a New Drug. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, I love this song, dude. And I just, I, just, I don't know. I, I, I always thought that. Plus, who who does a Hugh Lewis and News cover band? I've never, never seen one. You know, so, I mean, it's, you know, there's, there, you, you got the Hugh Lewis and News cover band. But I thought their music was really fun. Yeah. It was just, um, I really liked it. It was just a big change from yeah. you know, but I but I am you know I like metal and I like I like hard stuff and back in my day I was probably more into the harder side of music than that I was now. too. I was all about Metallica and Megadeth and Van Halen and yeah. But I've learned as I got older that if I was going to stay where I was at around here in Kentucky, I oh yeah, gonna, I wasn't going to get any gigs or make any money doing yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's like I always made the joke that I was a rock drummer in a country band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're going to play around here, it was just a... Uh, you, you had to play country. You had to play country Southern music. Rock, yeah. Southern rock. And it was um, <laughs> one of those music forums um, on Facebook. Somebody, you always see somebody posting, looking for a vocalist, looking for... You know, looking for a drummer. Mm. We're going. We're we're going to do this kind of music. We're going to do, uh, you know, seventies rock. And I remember I commented one day. I was like, "I'll bet you fifty dollars. I'll PayPal you fifty dollars." I said, "I can name ten songs. Out of those ten songs, I bet there's five that you're going to do." Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. And uh, sure enough, and I, I listed the songs. And out of the ten, there were six that I named that was that was on there. And I was like, "Everybody does the same thing." Yeah. But I mean. It's a weird, it's a weird thing because you try and do different stuff and you try and play different songs, but at the end of the day, the people that come up and make requests, they want to hear Wagon Wheel. And they, yeah. you know, and it's it, and people just want to. Not everybody is consumed with music like some right. of us are. So, um, you know, that's what they want to hear. That's that's the, that's the stuff that makes them have a good time and makes them let their hair down. So, I mean, that's you're there to sell a party. Right. You're not really there for your artistic integrity. Yeah. So I mean you and, and I think you that play was, I think that was one thing, man, I got kinda of burned out on was you know, was I got tired, I guess, become you just become the background music. Yeah. You know, and I mean when we had the the um when we had um Soul Creek, you know, man, that was that was probably one of my favorite bands I ever played in just because of the stuff we did. And Kelvin made it, you know, of course, Kevin was mm-hmm. the guitar player. Just how good he was with singing stuff too. It made everything, you know, a lot better too. Mm-hmm. But you know, man, we're playing stuff like we did that medley. We did uh, "Carrying On Wayward Son" with uh, we did um, what was the first song we we did a rush song into "Carrying On Wayward Son." Uh, Monday Warrior, me, me. Uh, Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. We did Tom Sawyer into um, "Carrying On Wayward Son." That's cool. And um, man, nobody ever really. I mean, we're like, dude, we're, this is, this, you all don't understand like how crazy this is, but everybody's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Wagon wheel. But it's still, you know, it still beats, three steps. Beats, uh, 
working. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I always. My friend Rick Monroe told me one time. Uh, we were traveling somewhere, and he said that somebody told him, "You can either be famous, or you can be successful." And he's like, "You can be a flash in the pan, be a household name for a minute, but mm -hmm. that might be all you have." He yeah. said, "Or you can be successful, might not be, you know, the most glamorous right. life, but he's like, you can make a living doing this, and mm -hmm. you can you can always be working." And that kind of stuck with me. And you know, sometimes you might play songs that you're sick of playing, but I mean, that's people still want to hear them. So that right. says something about the song. And then if you're still getting booked to, to do it, I mean, you're keeping roof over your head. So, yeah, I guess I just, I just got kind of tired of, you know, we had, we had a playing the same old stuff, you know, it got to the point where we had a jar and on the bucket, we said, I had a bucket and had a list of songs, you know, three steps was a $25 song. You know, if you want, it had a tip 25 bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a list of this stuff. And I mean, it, sometimes, man, people. Hey, I still to this day say Freebird costs a hundred dollars. God, dude! And I'll tell you what: I, nine times out of ten, somebody comes up with a hundred dollar bill. Uh, people love that song, dude. I mean, it's just like it's like the Southerners, you know, the Southerns anthem. I don't know. I, I love it. I've I've told my wife. Uh, I remember being eight, nine, ten years old in in my room with a tennis racket, listening to. Freebird, right. thinking, how cool would this be to play this in front of people? <laughs> and she's like, "Boy, that came back to <laughs> that came back to get you in it." It was a, uh, it's funny. Like one of the first songs that I ever learned how to play was the song "Wipeout." You yeah. know, I remember sitting on, you know, like in school, just like this, and sitting there playing it. And then, then you started getting into where that you started trying to mix it up and do it different ways, mm -hmm. and then had pencils and fingers and thumbs and mm -hmm. teachers would come by and smack you in the head and tell you to quit and put you outside or put you in, you know, uh, it's not time out now. And so it was, uh, they'd put you outside a desk by yourself. And, yeah. But I think it was the first, one of the first things I learned how to play was Wipeout. And, um, and I think, and I swear, man, people, when you go to the bars, and you'd have a certain crowd of people, and I'd be doggone, they would request to do that song Wipeout. Oh, I've, we've done it. Tony Hammonds has oh, done it God. many, and many I, times. And I think I, I put that up there with um, with Freebird, you know, Wipeout and Freebird. For a drummer, yeah. I can you know, see that's, that. that's um, just like wild thing for a flute player. It's got a big, <laughs> it's got a big flute solo in a little, it. A little Jethro Tull. Yeah. That was, um, do you remember... Uh, it's been several years ago. I think Metallica and Jethro Tull was like on the same. Th that was the uh, when the Black album came out. I think. Yeah, and Jethro Tull got Metal <laughs> album of the year. Yeah, I remember. Uh, it was it was quite funny. Well, that's that just shows you how out of touch oh, some of those people can be. I remember in college, me and a friend of mine went to the music library because one of our professors said that uh, they had a bunch of old Rolling Stone magazines they were getting ready to throw away. So we went and went through them and. I remember reading um, like re reviews of Led Zeppelin, uh, Houses of the Holy, and they were just tearing it apart. You know, how terrible the album was and how bad the plan was on it. And I just thought, what, what did they I know then? Because uh, I mean, that's gosh, interviews with Jimi Hendrix and stuff from like 1968, all kinds of cool stuff in there. That was, uh, I guess, for guitarists, I guess it's different. I mean, there's only so many different really drummer things you can do with with music and stuff you know mm -hmm. um but what is uh give us a good road story a good road story something something that's good hmm 
trying to think of one not too incriminating. <laughs> That's one thing I think when uh, um, we sat down with, with Kelvin and I, we were talking about, okay, we're not going to mention, you know, this. We're not going to mention doing this yeah. or doing that. Um, we uh, got to play the Whiskey A Go-Go one time uh, when I was in Tantric, and uh, Leif Garrett was there. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him. The manager that we had was his manager also. Okay. And the album that we were out touring, he had a guest spot on it and sang on the song. So we got to hang out with him. Actually went to his house, hung out after the next day. But anyway, uh, we got him up to do a song. He didn't want to do the song on the album because they'd never done it live. We had 30 minutes to go over it. So he's like, let's just do a Doors song since we're at the Whiskey Go-Go. Yeah. You know, uh, that, they were the house band there so he comes up and we're, we're doing roadhouse blues and he's got his bandana on his hair and he's doing his rock and roll thing and his jim morrison and <laughs> we're going into the song and he leans over to me and goes what's the first line <laughs> <laughs> so i sat there and fed him the words to it the whole night that's funny. Pretty funny dude i was terrible about remembering the lyrics for songs yeah. terrible I, I mean it was so bad and Kelvin was bad too about it. I mean, we we joked about it, making like a teleprompter and put it in front of him. Well, people, I mean, that's people do that. Even the big boys do that. But I mean, I see just about everybody has an iPad. Yeah, uh, now the iPad. Yeah, I remember back in the day, all we had was a notebook. I still refuse. I just, I've not. I need to do it, and I, I've got a stand, and I use it sometimes when I play it staggering when I get requests for stuff I don't really know. But. I remember uh, one time. This was I was in the military and just got out. And uh, <laughs> I have witnesses to this, but I was in church and the uh, our preacher at the time was Lori Benucci. And uh, when I was, I, I was, I think I was 18, 19 years old. And I was on break. Let's come home to visit, you know, come in church on a Sunday. And Lori came up to me. He said, Chris, can you sing us a song today? I'm like, Lori, like, listen, I'm, I'm really not prepared. I just, I'm really not prepared. He goes, listen, what won't you do? Uh, Amazing Grace. I was like, oh God. Okay. All right, Lori. So I'm up on, you know, standing up at the, at the pew in front of everybody. Amazing. Going through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Got to the second verse in it. <laughs> I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I start making up. I'm just making up words. I'm oh. going, oh, God, come with that. My, and people see people in the back going yeah. <laughs> like this. And my best friend in the back is going, doing this. And I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm going to hell. <laughs> like I am going to hell. I said this is a direct ticket to hell. This is what I'm going on now. That's a I can't think of the second verse off the top of my head. I couldn't either. I mean, I, and, and what well, had the book like, through any dangerous tools and snares. Yeah, there. yeah, that was what it, I could not even. But it was just really bad. I remember him looking at me and after it was over with. Uh, I just remember walking off there going, "Oh God, how many? This is just really bad." But thank God there was no cell phones yeah. back then or anything like that yeah that's a, that's another thing I see a lot of people out you know they'll videotape a lot of your show and I mean you, you're not on every night I mean you try to do right. your best every night and there's nights that I know I'm struggling my voice is struggling or I'm just not right. can't really get in the groove or I can't hear my guitar real good and I'm not playing good and then I see somebody sitting there just recording the whole night and I'm like god that's gonna be on YouTube yeah. forever yeah <laughs> Everybody and their brother's going to see, you know, see when this. I'm, when I'm dead and gone, my yeah. kids scrolling YouTube. That's that's what they're going to see. That's, what, dad. that's what they're, they're going to see. They're going to see dad at his uh, voice at, cracking and playing out of time. Gosh, it was. Um, I remember having a talk at man trying to play, you know, trying to get my foot to do certain things, 
and I just couldn't get it to work. You know, it's just, I don't know, mind things. You're just, you know, I don't know. You really couldn't get into it, just tired and not feeling it. And mm. it just, I mean, it was a, uh, yeah, those days, man, suck. They were just, uh, it's the same thing with photography stuff, man. That's, you know, somebody asked me one day, they were talking. Gosh, well, man, I can hear that. I can too. That's a, my, my, my two sons. Yeah, my two sons moving. Anyway, uh, that little truck just went by. This is definitely not soundproof in here. So <laughs> I just noticed. Yeah, it's the, the big windows. Well, definitely. I'm, maybe one day when I have like a bigger place, then we'll I'll definitely soundproof it. But um, what was I talking about? You just said people people expect you to be on. Oh all yeah, the time. it was just uh, you know, trying to play and just not want to be there, and you know. It, it was never really it was always a hobby for me but I had this really bad thing of taking a hobby and putting it in my mind that this is my this is my paycheck mm. you know and it's just you know I guess I never did look at it as a hobby I guess that I, I mean did, I, did, I did at one point but when I saw like the first time I played and somebody's like here's money right you're like oh sh- that's I when the, you know, the wheels started turning like well I could do this on a Wednesday night you know by myself mm-hmm. and like, you know and then it it took me 17 years to get where I'm at now but I mean it, I never thought it was a hobby either I mean I, I said I'm one of these people man that if you, I'm going to do something I'm going to do it hmm. like I'm going to we're, we're going to do it, do it I mean you know where we're we at now you know started into a right. you know a guy in a camera and now it's a you know studio and it's just craziness now but it's a um yeah i kind of i never did really like the whole hobby idea of it i just uh always went to a bar man i wanted to play and i wanted to entertain yeah that was always a lot of fun for me mm. it's it, it's uh i mean obviously where you're at in, in your career it can be different but i always try and tell people to keep in mind like you know i saw so-and-so last night and they sucked they were you know singer was terrible whatever and i'm right. like you know they might be on show 25 yeah. of 30 and you know that guy might have just gotten a fight with his wife or yeah. you know he's he's had the flu for two days and he's just up there trying to do his best you know people don't see the human part sometimes of performers they just right. think they're they're performing you know they don't think of them as people sometimes and that i try and tell people to keep that in mind because it <laughs> And and that's that's good. Everybody's human. That that's good. And what I, I remember now, what I was trying to say was I remember that when I, um, you know, when I started uh, like photography stuff, um, somebody asked me since I've been doing as long as I have, like you know, do you still take bad pictures? Well, yeah, like I, <laughs> I can't tell you. Like there was a instance. This is no. This is about three days ago. And this was this was probably ninety percent on my fault because it was just a lack of communication, and I didn't I didn't ask enough questions. I guess I was just, you know, the job come in, the guy called me. Pretty much, I was just kind of assumed that you know, hey, you're going to be taking this kind of picture. Is really nothing. Like I didn't need any kind of special equipment except a camera and a flash. That was it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing spectacular. So I get there. And um, you know he's like, oh, can you do some headshots in front of this flag? I'm like, oh God, what do you mean? What do you mean headshots? Like I. You know, like the, the my mind is I'm freaking out going, I cannot do this with, I can't give you what I would normally give you in headshot wise mm-hmm. with what I've got right now. So I was like, well, I'm just going to do the best I can with it. So I'm taking pictures and, you know, 
some people have glasses on, the flash is popping in the glasses, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be such a pain in the butt to remove this, you know, in mm-hmm. Photoshop. And I'm thinking, you know, anytime I take do something, I'm 20 steps down the road as I'm thinking the, a finished product, what mm-hmm. I have to do to it. So I get back to the back here and I pull them up, and they're just, they're terrible, terrible pictures. And I'm freaking out, going, oh, gosh, man, these are just, what am I going to do? So, you know, like if this would have been me, six years ago i would just or seven years ago i just would have give this to you but now like i'm a little more advanced with how right. to edit and what stuff so i just removed the person from that picture i took like, just an old um i found like a digital backdrop like an old like something like you would see like something out of older mills mm-hmm. and just paste them to that picture and you would never you would never even really? yeah i'll show you. you you would never even think that I've learned with that, I've tried to show up to a gig with minimal equipment for that reason. Like, all right. And then it's every time I've done that, it's the same scenario. Like, it ends up being more than what I thought. So, I've, I love the, the kitchen sink now. That was the original. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And then that was the edited version. <laughs> I'd have never known. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just, uh, I, was, I was just freaking out. I, I call it the Olden Mills. Yeah. That's you know, what that reminds me of. I would have never known that. But it was just, uh, you know, but the, the guy came and talked to me yesterday. He's like, man, listen, he said, I understand because that was just, you know, I should be more detailed. And he said, but these look really good. And it's just not what I normally would, you know, yeah. I would never normally do that. You know, I would, I would light it for a different way. But anyway, but, uh, you know, new musicians coming up and, you know, you, you've been there before and you know the trials and tribulations and stuff. And, you know, I always liked trying to kind of help people. And, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was, um, but it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Like, I, I miss playing and, um, so many stories, you know, playing just gigs and things that just craziness that happened. And, um, oh my Lord, I was trying to think of, well, here's one from this wasn't that long ago. This was whenever Kentucky played. We were either getting ready to play Tennessee. We were playing ten. It was for Friday nights. We were playing Tennessee the next day at home. Right. So there's all these UT people in Stagrin, all in orange. Stagrin's well, crazy anyway. It is. So the basketball team just got done playing at Rupp. Right. So all that crowd funneled into Stagrin. So there's blue and orange everywhere. Oh, God. And mine is, I do this for a living. So I'm I'm, I'm all about getting tipped and whatever. So right. this guy comes up and he goes, what's the odds of you playing Rocky Top? <laughs> and I was like, man, you're in the wrong bar. Yes. But I'll tell you what, $100. You put Ben Franklin in that tip bucket, I'll do it. He goes, all right. So he walks back, and I didn't think nothing of it. About two songs later, here he comes, big shiny $100 bill. And I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to get out of this one? He goes, I want to sing it. I said, perfect. (laughs) Come come up, you sing it. You sing it. (laughs) And, man, he got through not even the first verse, and there was people coming up, like, pulling him, trying to pull him. And And then for a split second, I thought, they're going to rip this guy apart. Like literally like they were rabid, angry security came up, handled it very well and diffused the bomb really quick. But I thought for a second that that place was going to be a riot. There is, there's four things in this world that you don't do. One, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't mess with, uh, was it old long ranger? And you don't sing Rocky cop <laughs> in, in downtown, Kentucky. in downtown Lexington at Sagarin with after a UK game. Yeah, that's about right. 
I mean, it's uh, <laughs> that's just. Do you remember hearing that song? Don't mess around with Jim. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Was it the? Uh, you don't mess. Don't don't tug on Superman's cape. Don't spit in the wind. You don't something with the old man Jim. Or you don't you don't mess with the old Long Ranger. And you don't mess around with Jim. Da 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 or something like that. I'll be here. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember the exact lyrics of it, but it's uh But gosh, dude, I, I cannot remember. I cannot. I can't imagine the anxiety that was you were going through. Yeah, I was. I mean, like I said, I thought it was going to be. Uh, I mean, like a, a fight. That I remember, man. Many times, like when they had the old bar downtown Richmond. It was the. Um, gosh, by the railroad tracks over. It was the. Um, it wasn't the whiskey barrel. It was the um, uh, moon. Um, the blue moon. Blue moon. First one of the first gigs I played. Really. Was this has been several years ago? So that the the owner of the the Blue Moon, it was his house band, and he hired me to come and play. And I had never been there. I'd heard stories, but you know, it was. He asked me how much it was going to take to play, and I said two fifty a night. And um, so he was giving me two fifty. Wow. I played I played there, you know, um, for like three weekends in a row. And uh, I remember going to this bar, and and I was thankful that I was a drummer because I had my back. To the corner because i always when i come and play i'd always have my i put a gun you had some projectiles too yeah could, but, I, but I, I had like a little mount to my um like a little holster i had mounted to my floor tom no, so i always put my, my my pistol in there but dude the amount of fights that i seen break out and the whole time i'm going this is bad like i'm going to have to please nobody pull out a gun or a knife because i really don't want to stand up here you know, because I was still working. I mean, I was still, yeah. you know, I'm still policing. I'm still, yeah. So, and I'm thinking in my mind, I know somebody's going to have a knife. I'm going to have to shoot them. Here's going to come the police in here. And here I was. I'm the person that pulled the trigger and shot the person. That's a lot of paperwork. That's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> if y'all don't understand how much paperwork is involved, something like that, that's a lot of paperwork. But you know, I played there one time, me and Don Parker and Michael Shannon played there. And... There was no fights. It was a very Gosh, peaceful. Dude. Everybody danced, had a good time. I was, you know, walking in. I was nervous because I'd heard horror stories oh, too. Yeah. I found, man, a lot of those places aren't as bad as people make them out to be. I've I've found yeah. that. I mean, my my mom was related. Well, I'm related to uh, Monroe Brock that that got murdered. Oh yeah, and, and that was her. That was her whole perception of bars was well you, you're gonna get killed right. you know that you when i was a little kid that's all i heard so right. it, it, you know and i've played at the maverick i've i've been in there i saw david allen co play there when i was probably about 21 and it i was scared to death but i mean it, it really wasn't <laughs> that it, once i got in there it really wasn't that bad i i grew up in bars you know i grew up in them i remember my uncle and he bought that bar it's called the green door restaurant lounge it was in eastern kentucky deep eastern kentucky right down from my high school so you have eastern kentucky and the the name of the city that this was in was eastern kentucky <laughs> yeah pretty creative so yeah so it was you know but in this green door restaurant lounge there was a road that they started cutting in this one road would take you into wheelwright and the the bar before it was called the green door it was called the paradise lounge and when i remember playing there as a kid like i was i'm talking like a kid like eighth grade i wasn't even freshman yet but i remember playing there and there was a fight that broke out and i remember this guy pulled a gun out 
and fired a couple shots in the air. And I remember me and my cousin Devin ducking. We took a table and flipped the table and ducked behind the table. Like that was going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, hell, I was 17. I didn't know. I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. Uh, but we ducked behind this table and, uh, like, it was going to protect us, you know. But I mean, and, I, and I've seen people get cut, stabbed, yeah. uh, ball bats, you know, broke out. And but I think that was the only time that the, the gun part of it scared me. But what was funny was after it was over with, I just remember going, hey, it's, it's a good place to music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then when he bought when he bought that bar and turned it into the um, turned it into the Green Door Restaurant Lounge um, by the uh, where the drum riser was at, he had uh, there was a door that I could go in this door. Because I said I wasn't even you had to be twenty one even back yeah. then I was in high school playing, so the uh, I remember going through this door and it would take me right back into this little office area, and uh, I remember uh, you know that's how I hid from the ABC. It's <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> you know, hang out. You know, ABC. I'd go in there and just I'd hang out there until time to go play again. Hmm. But you know, I mean, even though I was running from the law, right. <laughs> and so you know, I was. You know, it kept me out of trouble from going out and running the roads and right. doing everything else. And, you know, so uh, that's kind of how that, all that worked. That yeah. way. It's funny how you've, you've talking about flipping the table over. That's like Hollywood. I've seen that in a movie. That ain't going to do a bit of good. I uh, know. Like I, I didn't know what else to do. Me and my cousin both, you know, we were, I remember it was uh, this guy. It was actually it was my cousin's birthday. And he was, he's about four years older than I am. So he was. Uh, it was his birthday and they had a cake and stuff and I don't know what the fight was over but the uh, um, guy pulled a gun out fired two shots in the air people start running out the door and we're kind of stuck back towards the back and we just flip a couple tables over and we're kind of hiding behind this table like um like uh you know this is going to protect us here right. but, but i think the bouncers come and got him i think this i think the guy stabbed one of the bouncers and jeez listen man it's um you know eastern kentucky is you know not for the when it comes to that kind not of for stuff, the faint of heart. not for the faint of heart you just you just don't know like what you're going to run into sometimes yeah. it was a uh, it was a uh, some crazy crazy times back then I'd say it still is. I've, I've never, I've not spent much time in Eastern Kentucky, so I don't know. Oh, listen, I've, I've, there's so many stories, man, of bars. There was a, um, that was probably one of the worst, one of the roughest ones was at the end of the Paradise Lounge. My uncle bought it. I remember the, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the Kentucky Headhunters played there. Oh yeah. And then, do you remember a band called? Um, Gosh, I'll think of it in a minute. They're uh, uh, Goose Creek, Goose Creek Symphony. Yeah. yeah. So Goose Creek played there a couple times too, but that's where I met the, the Headhunters. Was there, and uh, I was a kid back then. But uh, now, I've been to uh, is it Whitesburg? There's like a music venue down there. The the um, the gosh, what's that place called? The I don't remember. The lounge, something. Um, yeah, but that's that's it. I went there to see Lynch Mob. Lynch, really? And they uh, they had sold so many tickets that they moved it to this little theater, like I guess across the street or whatever. It was that was that's the only time I've been there. But that was a cool show. That's crazy. Got to meet George Lynch. Oh, that's really cool. Was, um, but yeah, that was uh, but he turned it into like this, you know, kind of a bar. They wanted to promote bigger acts and yeah. stuff in there. But so Goose Creek, Goose Creek at that time was hugely popular back in Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I don't think there, there's a lot of people that's probably listening to this or thinking who in the hell is Goose Creek? Um, you know, unless you're native to this area yeah. and that area, probably nobody's ever really heard of Goose Creek Symphony. Um, Exile was in there. As a matter of fact, Exile came and did a show there. Uh, this was kind of more on their back end of their, you know, 
back end of the fame. They wasn't they wasn't at the height of kiss you all over. It's kind of like on the back mm-hmm. end of it. Um, and I remember right when I got to go to the military, uh, Steve Richmond. They hired Steve Richmond to come in and, and he took over when, huh. I, when I left went to the army. So that was in what the early nineties. Yeah, it was ninety through ninety three. Yeah, that's when I went to I graduated high school in ninety three and I left for the military uh, probably a few months after that. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then, Straight in. Yes, and he got in the military, and I was stationed in Korea, and we had a, um, there was a bunch of people there that we, we got together and played music, and we actually had put together this thing called Dragonstock, and uh, it was just, we all got together, had some bands, and we had, you know, instruments, we'd come and play, and cook out, and drink, and have a good time, hmm. and I That's mean, cool. just, just imagine, you know, you're in Korea, and there's a bunch of people playing, a bunch of guys, GIs playing music, and everybody's drinking, and I mean, it just turned into craziness. But it's, but it's fun. but what I what I what I understand is still today that there is that they still have Dragonstock. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just it was something that we we started, and then they still oh, do. That's cool. Now, that's what I understand. There was a, a guy that I knew that he still was in the military. He did a couple tours in uh, in Korea. It's been several years ago. I talked to him, but it was long after that I left that that huh. they, they're still doing Dragonstock. I know when I was in high school, I had an Army recruiter. He called me every other week. Want me to yeah. enlist, whatever. Pumping you up for it. And he's like, what do you what do you want to do? I was like, well, I'm kind of interested in music. He's like, well, perfect. You can join the Army band. band. And I was like, well, what, what happens if I don't make the band? Well, you go to... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to... So that's what... So I had... When I was uh, in high school, the Marines had recruited me to be in their Army band. Were you in the Marines? No, no, no. I was in the Army. Okay, okay. Yeah, so the Marines had recruited me. When I was in high school, they wanted me, they were recruiting me to join the Army band and join the Marines. So, and I get, I had an award from them for some other stuff, and I think this is one of those things where, you know, hey, we're trying to, you know, we're going to try to get you in. So I started talking to the recruiter. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, the Marines band is, I was I was into it. I was, I was going to do it. And uh, so he said, oh, the first thing you got to do is go, you have to go through um, infantry school. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I don't want to do all that stuff. So I didn't go. I went to the, I went to the, uh, went to the army, mm-hmm. and that was actually going to go to the navy. And then I didn't go to the navy, so I went to the army. So, play. I played an army band, just kind of you know, jam session stuff. You know, nothing spectacular or prestigious or anything, just for fun. <coughs> but, but yeah, man, it was just. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I miss a lot of playing, and uh, I just can't. I can't imagine like right now with all the the COVID stuff and all the, you know, shutdowns and everything else trying to just trying to stay on the road and trying to stay busy. It's funny. Cause I, I've got friends that are still out traveling and stuff and you know, like Florida is wide well, open. You can do whatever, you know, and it seems like here things have kind of laxed up a little bit. Now, it, it, that could all change next right. week or in a month. But, right. but I mean, that was, you know, what we were talking about, that's, Saved me through a lot of that. There's a lot of the places I played at restaurants, so they they were the first to be able to open back up at fifty percent right. capacity. So, you know, I only went a week or two without work. You know, aside from playing in the she shed, and yeah, the garage. she shed. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, Derek, uh, I appreciate you coming to talk to yeah. me, dude. Uh, just hadn't talked to, haven't really got sent yeah. to talk to you in a long time. It was just um, good to sit down with you and talk to you. It's, I think one of the last time we played together was at Spoonbread. That's been a while ago. Been a been a minute. Been I had a, I had long hair. Then. You know, I've actually got a video of well, it was me playing. Uh, the wife was taking some video, and Spencer was standing next to me. He was just a baby. Really? And I remember playing, 
and I, I forgot we were we might have been doing I forgot what song we were doing, but I was playing and Spencer was just all into it. I remember, you know, I'd hit Spencer with my knee or something other, you know, just playing around with right. Spencer. But that was I think it's one of the last videos that I that wow. I have of us playing. I was a much skinnier version. That was that a point. much hairier version. <laughs> yeah. But that was uh but yeah, man, it's uh, I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and just chat about this. I wanna uh I'll tear some stuff down, uh, and I was gonna get you play a song or something other and I'll add it at the right. end of mm-hmm. end of this. And I'll take a few just a few pictures to add to the the video part of it and then you can do whatever you want to with them. Alright, cool. So dude, appreciate you coming in here. Um I'll uh, get this going and I'll holler at you later, man. Thanks.